Hey everybody, welcome to our Monday episode. Normally you would be listening to our weekly jump, but this week we are uh, doing something a little bit different. Just because one of the things that we would like to let everybody know is that we've updated our Patreon. It's been pretty differently changed from what we had before. Um, we have a couple of different levels that we've updated and a couple of new things that we're adding in. One of them is going to be behind the scenes chats, which are going to be coming out every week. Um, we also have uh, updates to submissions. Uh, if you are interested in being part of that, uh, possibilities of watch alongs with Blake and Spencer, if you're at a specific level. Um, also uh, special episodes of the anime of your choosing. If you are uh, somebody who wants wants a you know specialized episode just for you and then if you're really crazy about it we uh maybe have a level where i'm going to make a dumb fan fiction a single episode of the anime of your choosing so you know pay for what you want <laughs> uh anyways uh the patreon again it's it's the thing that lets us keep on doing this without ads uh so if you are interested in being a part of that you should definitely check it out and uh to give you a, a quick taste of what's inside of there listen ahead and we'll give you a little behind the scenes episode hey everybody uh welcome to our patreon bullshit uh so <laughs> we've never done this before so that's the intro <laughs> yeah so so what you're hearing is what we're going to be recording every week before we normally do our monday pod um, so it's just us kind of bullshitting and talking about stuff beforehand. Uh, you, if you're a part of this and you just joined our Patreon, thanks. Uh, if you, uh, if you're, if you're just now hearing this, but you've been a patron for a long time, also thanks. Uh, and, uh, if y'all want to hear anything instead of this, uh, random stuff that we do for like 10 minutes before we record our normal is scheduled stuff, just let us know. Yeah. Blake decided he wanted to tell me about the Digimon trading card game today. Uh, I know l- absolutely nothing about this, uh, so tell me the rules. Well, uh, first, before we get into it, I w- I'd like to piggyback on what Spencer said. If you if you want to hear something specific from us, like if you're like, I don't know, how did you guys meet? How did you become friends? How did you decide to do the podcast? Uh, what's, you know, like if you have questions or something like discussion questions that you would be curious to hear us talk about, um, or topics that you'd be curious to hear us go on about, send those in as always, we're open to suggestions, you know, we we make no promises, (laughs) but, uh, Oh shit. We could do like a, we could do like a submit your questions thing instead of our our discord. So I, I think, a I think a submit your questions thing would be actually like a really great format for this. I suspect right now, based on sort of like past engagement that we've had from patrons and discord members that we might get one or two questions, but that we might not be able to fill up a 10 minute thing every week. But uh, if you uh, have been waiting for your moment, this is it. Send in, send in your, your discussion topics, your questions for us, um, et cetera. And uh, we, uh, we may field those on a future Patreon episode. Um, yeah, so yeah, but, but oh. before you discuss this game with me, though, just real quick, uh, did you spend uh, a large percentage of your time yesterday after we talked about the Digimon trading card game just repeating over and over again the weird way that that guy says world and see inside of the original Digimon, <laughs> uh, like... 
Okay, so... It literally, I played as like a loop in my head over and over again, where I was just hearing, world, world. <laughs> I did not do that specifically, but I did, unironically, not joking with you, routinely get music from Digimon stuck in my head over the last, like, week or so, as I've been, like, thinking about this game, or, like, playing the game, or, like, build, you know, changing out cards for the decks and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Uh, so this is the Digimon, I think it's at technically a CCG, and the differences between a CCG and a TCG is that T stands for trading, C stands for collectible, and CG stands for card game. And uh, from what I can tell, the difference between a CCG and a TCG is that they chose a C or a T, and otherwise it's pretty much the same thing. Um, there are other types of card games called LCGs, which stands for living card game. An LCG generally is something that has like mini expansions and major expansions as opposed to CCGs and TCGs, which generally have things like starter decks or theme decks and booster packs. So the, the main difference being a living, a living card game, when you buy the next set, you get all the cards in the set. When you buy for a TCG or a CCG, you're generally getting a deck or a booster cards made up of a portion of those of that set and often a randomized portion. Um, so if you're the kind of person who's just like, all I want is to have all the cards, LCGs are where you want to be living. Uh, that said, um, I think that the Digimon CCG occupies a really interesting space here. So um, some of you might remember, I've talked about this on the main show before a couple of times. The Digimon CCG was teased um, over a year ago, I believe. I don't have the exact timeline up in front of me, but um, they were talking about it, it uh, coming, releasing promotional material and information about it in Japan. And uh, several of the people on YouTube that I follow or some of the recommendations that came across my uh, recommended videos uh, were discussing it and wondering if it would come to America. Um, pretty traditional for Japanese card games, at least based on my knowledge of the Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh card game. Um, the Digimon card game came to America after a couple of months and is a few sets behind. So my understanding is that the Digimon game uh, is in its sixth set here in America and in its ninth set in Japan. Um, this is also a weird... Of weird note for this series, this is the fifth card game that Digimon has had, um, which probably raises some red flags for people out there. If a uh, property can't quite get it right uh, and now they're on their fifth try, that might deter you. But I would say I and uh, a couple other people that I've been reading or watching some of their coverage on have sort of felt that they finally got it right with this one. Um, I know there was a sort of classic Digimon card game back when Digimon first came to America, and a lot of people who were in sort of the Digimon sphere uh, collected that. Very, It was kind of similar to a, like people collecting early Pokemon cards where they were like, I don't know how to play this. I kind of just make up the rules as I go or do some, some version that's kind of the rules. Uh, and I really just like the Pokemon. And I think that was a lot of those early Digimon cards for people was just a way to interact with the series uh, in addition, and I would say as somebody who tried to learn the rules and generally would play uh, would play games against myself just so that I could experience the game a little bit, I don't remember the rules being particularly fun or particularly balanced. It just didn't feel very good. Um, I, as a card game player, played a little bit of Pokemon, um, again, very casually. 
uh, as a kid. Then in middle school, Yu-Gi-Oh came out and I played Yu-Gi-Oh for uh, probably about 10 years, and including going to some small local store uh, tournaments. And uh, I would say I had a, a decent understanding of Yu-Gi-Oh and the game, but I was sort of in and out. And then in college, I got into Magic, um, which I definitely think is the best of the three games. And um, so I've, I've got a long history of being interested in card games. And um, as many listeners to the show know, Digimon has a special place in my heart because it was a very formative series for me as a kid. And uh, I love it to this day and have been really delighted by the sort of updates that I've been making to the series to sort of congratulate or thank longtime fans um, in the last couple of years. Um, this Digimon CCG is really interesting, not only because it expounds on the formulas that came before it, um, it sort of maintains the core things about the Digimon world, especially and most importantly, the evolution mechanics of the Digimon world while updating them so that they don't feel clunky like they have done in previous games. And um, it is also an exciting time for the Digimon CCG because it seems like it could potentially carve out a unique space um, that is not being overshadowed by the big three, which are Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic. Those are the big card games. Every other card game has to exist on the margins of those three because those are the three most popular. They've got IP recognition. People are already playing them and have been for a long time. And so the barrier to entry is kind of high for another card game. Um, I watched a video on YouTube that was basically arguing that the Digimon card game came along at the exact right time with an asterisk that if it hadn't been for the pandemic, it would probably be doing significantly better. But because its gameplay mechanics are different and because apparently the Pokemon game uh, Yu-Gi-Oh game and Magic game have all been alienating their core player base in different ways. The Digimon CCG has kind of stood out as an attractive and interesting alternative for people who maybe want to take a step away from their chosen game and try something else for a minute. Um, I would recommend anybody who likes card games to do that. So, so let's get into that, how you play it. Um, Digimon is based off of, of course, the Digimon monsters uh, that are core to the series. They come in different stages uh, of development. If you know the series, you start with your, uh, well, you can you can go below rookie and you can also do that, do that in this game. But for simplicity's sake, you've got your rookie, which is sort of your base form. Uh, it can evolve up uh, three, three to five times um, in, in power. And uh, this game centers around you playing your Digimon uh, to your uh, to your field in order to do battle either against your opponent's Digimon or against their uh, security directly. You want to break their uh, security and then attack them directly. It's a pretty similar victory condition. Uh, it's not dissimilar from Pokemon's prizes, except Pokemon's prizes are based on knocking out other Pokemon, whereas this, uh, the battle is a little bit more like Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh, where you can attack a player directly. Um, I would say, actually, it's probably... No, Yu-Gi-Oh, you have to attack a monster if it's out. Magic, the blocker can block if they've got a creature available. Digimon is sort of like a more uh, attacker-friendly version of that, where you can attack a Digimon that is tapped or a player, and some Digimon have the ability to block, but only if that's an ability printed on their cards. So it's a lot of quick back-and-forth exchanges, and the tactical decisions are really more about whether I want to leave this Digimon exposed versus whether I need to leave back a blocker because most of them don't block. 
Um, the security system will sound similar to some other card games. Um, it was pretty common and popular. I think this shows up in like, um, maybe Card Fight Vanguard does this, I think, uh, is another relatively large game on the margins of the big three, where you have a couple of cards from the top of your deck that go into a sort of security stack or a shields or whatever, and your opponent has to attack you and break those shields. Um, your Digimon uh, can also be uh, affected by option cards. Those are basically sorceries from magic. Um, I think they're similar to trainers in Pokemon and they're similar to spells in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. And um, so those, uh, those cards can be played out if you have a Digimon of the matching color. Um, and then there are tamers, which represent the different human characters from the various Digimon series and video games. And they, you know, generally act as, as uh, sort of persistent effects on the field to uh, boost your, your game style. Um, the cool system that sort of differentiates this is the resource system you use to play your cards. So there is a shared memory gauge that goes from 0 to 10. And when you see it, you'll see it, it counts from 10 on the left to 0 in the middle to 10 on the right. So you have your memory. Um, and then when you play your Digimon or evolve your Digimon or use your option cards or your tamers, they have a memory cost. Um, and for Digimon, those costs will be different if you're playing them outright or if you're evolving them. Um, and of course, you're saving a lot of memory on evolving them, uh, but there are definitely trade-offs uh, one to the other. Um, and then you basically move your memory. If you've got four memory and you play a Digimon that costs two, you move it down to two. If then you want to play a Digimon that costs three, you can, but you move it over to your opponent's one. And then after all of the sort of checks that would happen when you've played that Digimon are resolved, um, if your memory gauge is still past zero, the turn switches. Um, so the game has a couple of like, it has like an untap phase. Um, it has a special small deck called a breeding deck, which is where you get Digimon that are below rookie levels that help you to evolve more quickly. Um, and then you draw your card. There are very three very quick phases. And then the rest of the game lives in a main phase. And that's where you do all of your playing and all of your attacking. And you can basically do any of that in any order that you want, as long as your memory is still at zero or higher. Uh, once it pushes to your opponent's side, it goes to their turn. Or if you end your turn at zero or higher, it goes to three on their turn. So there's this really interesting sort of strategic tension between do I want to play this more powerful card that is more expensive and might consequently give my opponent more memory to work with on their turn? Uh, or do I want to see if I can get them as close to zero as possible so they have very few options? Um, you you can basically always play anything, though, and that's what I think makes the Digimon game really great. Um, in fact, because of that, uh, it does not currently have a mulligan system. In the official rules, there are no mulligans. Um, I believe I saw something on the Digimon CCG Reddit that said that they were looking at potentially adding mulligans. Um, and I've played a few games where I've drawn only high-cost cards and would have really appreciated the opportunity to mulligan. Uh, but right now there are none, because even if you draw your your only a hand of like mega level Digimon, which is not, it's the second highest stage, but it's the most common like endpoint for a lot of Digimon, at, at least in outside of tournament level decks. Um, those Digimon tend to cost about 12 if you're hard casting them. So if you're 
above zero, you're going to be giving your opponent basically all of their energy to play with on your turn, but you can still play them, and then you still do have a mega level Digimon that you can do stuff with. Um, so that system is really interesting, and it avoids things like the special summoning workarounds that Yu-Gi-Oh! has, or the limited resource system that you have to draw cards for, like the energy or lands of magic, um, which can often be just as restrictive as they are permissive systems. Um, I think that this one really opens it up and leaves you feeling like I might not have good plays to make or optimal plays, but I can do something. Uh, and I'm not necessarily out of this yet. Um, and then the last thing that I think this game does really, really well um, is related to that evolution system, which is that many Digimon have an inherited effect. So they may or may not have an ability that they do when they are on the play as themselves, but they will also have an inherited effect that they don't have access to, but that when you evolve something from them, they give it to the thing that they've evolved that they've evolved into. Oh, and so you can create. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you can. So it's create... kind of like the the evol the the evolve thing that was happening instead of the there was a magic set that happened recently. Yeah, where, like you could uh, uh, kind of like evolve, not evolve. What the fuck was the uh, name of that? Um, yeah. Oh, it was mutate. From the... Mutate. Yeah, you could mutate. It is similar to mutate, where you can like if I'm playing a deck. Uh, like, if I'm playing a red deck, my Greymon that evolves from Agumon is going to have a different ability, and it's going to work differently than my Greymon that evolves from Giyomon. Like, I've got one of the starter decks that's available right now has those two Digimon, and the Giyomon line is based on deleting your opponent's Digimon, and the Agumon line is based on giving your Digimon more power on your turn. And so they're, like, genuinely interesting strategic decisions that you can make based on who gets to evolve into what at this point based on the effects that I'm trying to stack onto a single creature. I'm going to throw it out there that this game really sounds like, as a trading card game, it's pretty cool, but it really lends itself to an online version of the game eventually. Yeah. Um, it's It really sounds like that. Uh, but that being said, I, we, I, we've, we've, we've bullshitted about this for too long now. <laughs> yeah, let me just finish by saying two things. I've played a couple of games casually at a table with a friend of mine, and we were both learning the game. And after those games, we found out we had done some of the rules incorrectly. Despite that, we both had a blast. We played for like two and a half straight hours. Uh, the game is super fast-paced. It's super fun. It does not feel like the other CCG, TCGs or CCGs that I've played. It just feels different. Um, the physical cards are thick. They feel really good. They don't feel cheap. Um, the artwork is gorgeous. And if you're not sold on this, but you're intrigued, there is a free app on the Google Play Store and the iPhone iTunes Store where you can go and download a, an app that teaches you, uh, it has two tutorial games to teach you the basics of playing. And then you can play with three different half decks from the original set of Digimon to get a feel for the game. Um, so I highly recommend if you're interested at all to check it out because this game is really cool and it's different than the big three. Yeah, dope. All right. 